Keeping you up to date with the latest SEO and web development news. With a little flavour added in. Well, let's have a little bit. Detroit style. The Trademark Productions weekly podcast radio show. Coming live from Detroit. Well, um, actually, Royal Oak. No one really lives in Detroit anymore. Oh, man. We're back. And uh, lots of cool stuff to talk about, considering that we're home. Yes. Have you uh, recovered from uh, opening day? I have. Opening day, Tigers kicked some major New York ass, which was yes. great. And then got some major ass kicked from them yesterday. Yeah, seven to zero, man. Jesus. Wings were shut out, too. Yeah, it's pretty sad, but it was a, uh, man, perfect day. Perfect day. Weather was great. Everything. Everybody was, was playing wonderful. I mean, you couldn't ask for a, a better day, yeah. all in all. So I was very jealous. I have to admit. Well, it was uh, it was it was well worth it. Need to <laughs> need to make that a uh, a yearly thing for you in your uh, your life with your buddies. Yeah. So we got a lot of cool things that happened in the past week, as always with with search and with social. And um, man, I've got a handful of things to kind of throw about. I think probably the one biggest thing that I wanted to throw out before we get started on Facebook's small announcement that they had. Yeah, not as big as I thought it was going to be. Was the fact that the SEC has finally come out and decided that it's okay for public companies to use social media to make open disclosures. They're saying that this oh. now is a good tool. So um, uh, a CEO of a company could make an announcement to their Facebook friends. And they're saying that's okay, even though that a CEO is only going to be limited to have 5,000 friends. And not yeah. to even say that that disclosure, that announcement is going to come across everybody's timeline, mm-hmm. um, which I don't see how that's going to be very, very good. So yeah. I'm not sure. That seems... I, I don't even want to go into you know searching social media archives to find something a year or two later after the fact. I think, I think this is just a terrible idea. It's pretty yeah. stupid. But, um, hey, man, that's the government talking. <laughs> so, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, let's talk about this new Facebook announcement. What did they so come out and talk about with last Facebook, week? Facebook, um, they kept prefacing. Although, I, I kept hearing about how great of a speaker, not that. Uh, yeah. He's he's unbearable to watch and listen to. I, I can't He's a great him. coder. Yeah. He's a great coder. But yeah, he is. He's definitely just, not a CEO. He's just awkward. Is what he is. He's yeah. just the king of awkwardville. He's yeah, just awful. fucking weirdo. But um, he, they kept saying that you know we're going to introduce our new home on Android, blah 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 blah, which was kind of a good segue because um, Facebook Home is what it's called, and it's a, um, it's basically an overlay of the Android system. It's it's an app, but it's more than an app. It kind of integrates into everything, and. Oh, well, looks like our mic was a little bit backwards. Um, but it's it's an overlay that basically puts Facebook, first and foremost, above all else on your Android device. Which, for Facebook users who are really, really into the network and constantly on it, I think is pretty valuable and pretty interesting. But for an everyday user like myself, who, I mean, I post maybe once or twice a day, I'm not I'm not looking to use Facebook in all of my... You know, interactions with my telephone. I really, really enjoy. <laughs> Could they be targeting more towards the younger audience and I, looking for a long-term goal or something like that? Because, of course, they're going to be looking for, uh, you know, mass integration. Yes. Know, it's only available on Android to launch, mm-hmm. but there'll be an iOS app that'll be coming out for it. It'll be integration with something to do with oh, definitely. the product. I, I think it's for the younger people just to get them in the habit of having Facebook first, you know, right. like consistently in their face um, in a 
active but still kind of passive way. It's not like Facebook is pushing it, um, forcing you to use it by any means. But one of the um, one of the things that I think is interesting is that that's just going to be more metrics for Facebook to sell ads based around. You know, they're going to see what people are doing on their phones and what kind of activities they're doing, and it's people are going to be able to uh, advertisers are going to be able to sell ads based on those metrics. Um, Facebook said there aren't going to be any ads uh, for Facebook home quite yet, but if we know anything with Facebook ads pop up everywhere and anywhere on the network. So they have ads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't see them on my browser cause I use ad block, but um, which I love by the way. I never used them much. Yeah. I, um, and then the other thing that I think is interesting about Facebook home is it, it pretty much puts Google search as a secondary because you're using Facebook for almost everything on your phone. So instead of going to the Google app and your Android, you're more than likely going to search through Facebook, which with graph search, once it's fully integrated into everything, including mobile devices, will give Facebook even more data. It's all about the data with Facebook. Oh, yeah. That's that's where all the money's going to lie. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I think it's cool and I think it's interesting, but it's nothing that I would personally use. I mean, I'm an iOS you know, fanatic. I've been, I've had an iPhone for four or five years now and I can't picture myself switching to Android. So. Interesting. So what are some other aspects that they announced at their, uh, their, their latest press conference? I mean, Facebook home was really the, the biggest thing, um, that I've been paying attention to because it's the one that they were, um, they were pushing so hard and saying this is going you know, to be the next big thing. But HTC did say that there will be a, HTC first, I believe, is what. Yeah, it's they're going to have the the phone out first. Yes, HTC um, and then Apple. Yes, and I'm sometimes not Apple. AT and T. Yeah, AT and T is going to have a version that's going to be uh, uh, already integrated with it as well. Yes, right off the bat. What what are some pros to this? That I mean, that, I mean besides all the data aggregation, that I have. I think just from a usability standpoint, it'll be easier easier to um, you know chat via via your mobile device with your friends because. I, I know I have friends who use Facebook more on their phone than they do on their computer. And if you know anything about the Facebook app, chatting on there is a little bit cumbersome. You know, yeah. you have to swipe to the right and select the person. But this puts it all on your home screen, all right there, ready to go. How invasive is this something like that going to be? I mean, I I don't know if it's going to – because it's an it's still at its Who core wants their app. phone dedicated to Facebook like 24-7? Tweens? Tweens. And not even them because they're using Tumblr more than Facebook now. Are they really? Yeah. So, I mean, Tumblr is the, the teenage social network. Isn't it more of kind of like lipstick on a pig? Yeah. Kind of. at this point. Yeah. I think this is a highly disruptable uh, technology advancement. Yeah. I don't – I'm not a fan. I don't – it's nothing that I could ever see myself using. It, I find it only to be useful for marketers in a year or two. In all honesty, because they're going to be able to place ads where people will see them and be like, oh, cool, click, and then they get the cash. So, I mean, it's I don't see a whole lot of big advantages to this opposed to a regular Facebook app. But, I mean, I read an article that was talking about how, I mean, you know, you, you use Facebook on your iPhone, how crappy that app is. Yeah. I mean, it's slow. It's buggy. It lags. It's awful. What are they going to do when they have basically an operating system? It's you know, how is that going to translate? 
because the app itself is like the Facebook app is terrible on iOS. I can't stand it. But well, we and, shall we shall see. Yeah. I don't know that it's that big of a big of an announcement or that big of a deal. No, I don't. I don't that's, think so either. That's, but you know, investors responded positively. They did. So I mean, their stocks went up a little bit. I don't know where they're at the bell this morning, but um, let's find out. That was uh, kind of interesting. Um, you know, I want to switch back to. I like, of course, talking a little bit about online marketing and links and whatnot. But um, last week, um, uh, there was a bunch of announcements that, that essentially came out, and it was Matt Cutts releasing a number of different videos. Matt Cutts being the chief spam uh, engineer and their director of spam over at Google, and um, basically he announced a number of different videos. Um, telling legitimate businesses how they can compete online. Yeah. Which as opposed to an illegitimate business, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand. They're all in business to make money of some sort, somehow. Maybe he's just using legitimate as white hat as opposed to black hat. I guess so. You know, um, but they're over at searchenginewatch.com. Um, and it's, it's a great set of videos. They're nice and short, but it talks about the fact of paid links. If you're in a type of a, a link network, what could potentially end up happening to you? If you are in part of a link network that gets caught selling links or buying links, what could potentially happen to you or the onslaught, that, how that can be passed down to you? Um, what might a page with bad backlinks, uh, why, why would that be ranking highly, apparently? Um, and, and a number of components like that. Um, and there's a, another, uh, a, a number of really good articles that are recapping at the bottom as well, just talking a number of things to do with Google. Um, but one of them is uh, integrations in universal search and how that's dropped almost 80% uh, and, and shifted to a paid model, which wow. is uh, kind of amazing, especially with Google Shopping. That really screwed a lot of people out. But uh, it talks about how a lot of large networks like uh, Squidio, um, how they went to no follows and also how you can make sure that when you're, Oh, that was another awesome tip that I learned as well. Um, when you're posting in Google plus mm-hmm. and you have the ability to just drop a URL it automatically pulls that URL feed in yes. into your text box. Don't do it that way because that's going to be a no follow link. Use the actual link tool, the little link button that's actually in Google. Oh, plus, and, uh, that will actually be a followed link. I did not know that for the time being. Well, and I know that, um, I know that they only give one follow per Google Plus post, though. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, you can post 12 links in there, but 11 of them are going to be no follow. Yeah. Whatever is first. Yes. Yes. So, what else about uh, there's basically uh, the other thing that I thought was pretty cool last week is Apple is now hiring ground truth managers to oh. help improve their maps. <laughs> So they've actually got a number of uh, job listings. Somebody had sent one over to me that was pretty funny. But it's essentially uh, the testing of map code and collecting data that's actually out there, um, verifying that data to make sure that it is correct and it's accurate. And, uh, wow, I don't know what they're really going to do with that. But essentially, I guess as time moves on, more and more, it's one of the most popular mobile devices being purchased is the iPhone. Mm -hmm. And you figure with the iPad and the Mini – and those all have the maps integrated that you cannot get rid of right yes. off the bat. You've got to hide it like in a folder somewhere. You can just kind of forget about it. You're like a junk folder. Yeah. So that might be a part of the reason uh, they need to make that map thing work a lot. Better. Yeah. I mean, I, I test it every once in a while. And even even downtown, it gives me different directions than Google does. You know, it sent me down the wrong – it tried to send me down the wrong way of a one-way street. 
Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Here's another thing is uh, Forbes came out with last week, actually Time, and they said the 140 best Twitter feeds of 2013. Oh. And I was kind of uh, amazed on some of the people that they were picking as, like, the best. So I, it's very, very subjective. But uh, under activists, um, of course, Bill Gates, uh, mm-hmm. Mia Farrow, WikiLeaks, uh, Rockefeller Foundation, nonprofit orgs, but uh, Chelsea Clinton. Chelsea Clinton? That doesn't surprise me. She's a big fucking activist. She's now working for NBC. Um, She's basically taken um, what her parents have done and kind of put her own spin on it and continued their mission. You know, the universal health care and AIDS research and stuff like that. So, Uh, Under celebrities, um, there's probably not a lot in here that you would think would be. I mean, I think one of the large uh, uh, familiar ones would be Samuel Jackson. Ah, uh, yeah, Sammy J. Yeah, but Carrie Brownstein. Oh yeah, Lil she, B. Carrie Brownstein's from Portlandia, the um, IFC comedy show with uh, Fred Armisen. Oh, see, you know, <laughs> Questo of the Roots. Oh, uh, yeah, he's in the Roots, the band. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So he's yeah. one to follow, apparently. Um, but I figured you'd see Kim Kardashian and all these other people. Yeah. Well, the the thing with celebrities like Kim Kardashian is they they tweet a lot, but there's not a whole lot of substance back and forth or substance. Yeah. So you know, I think another thing would be interesting is um, talking about the strategy of actually following. Anytime there's a new social network, I always jump on it very very quickly. I excuse me. Ugh. Hey, at go least out. we can talk on Mondays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I go out and I look at all of my personal interests or things that I'd like to be doing some research on. I've always found social networks to be a great research tool because people will normally talk about, especially in a new social network, a lot of shit that they normally would not. They'll disclose a lot of information mm-hmm. uh, inadvertently. And um, a lot of celebrities I find, like with Instagram, um, it's starting to tame down a little bit now, but they really went nuts, bog wild at the beginning, where they you know, taking pictures in their homes with their yeah. friends, tagging a lot of people that they happen to be with, and then you could find out who were friends or friends and kind of get through one or two onion layers of that network to see if there's any ins in a different way, shape or form, or who was associated with them or who might be viable to work with under a situation or where they ate or where they were or the mm-hmm. car they're sitting in or what they potentially are drinking. A lot of information you could scrape from stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So I would see that, uh, th- use that as uh, something people should really think about moving forward. Um, we'll keep it a little light today and uh, we'll hit you guys at the end of the week. So All right. Thank you for listening to Trademark Productions Weekly Podcast Radio Show. Remember to submit your questions online at tmprod.com and subscribe to our newsletter and on iTunes. No copying of this can be reproduced without permission. Terms apply. Copyright TM Productions 2011. All rights reserved.